Welcome to Breaking Free Authentically, the podcast where we explore what redefining relationships looks like through a sex-positive lens. Let's kick shame and guilt to the curb and really start living a sexy, authentic life. I'm passionate about normalizing out-of-the-box ways of designing relationships. There's nothing quite like finding your tribe and experiencing the freedom of being completely yourself without judgment. I'm your host, Kareen Bedard, your sex-positive relationship designer, and I'm here to guide you in creating the relationship you desire, whether that is a more open one or simply a more empowered one. Join me every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to enjoy the newest episode. Well, good morning. It's good to have you here. I hope it's a beautiful day where you are. It's been beautiful weather here. I've been trying to take advantage of the summer days that are remaining and enjoy my pool and enjoy my time with um, my kids My daughter was home for the weekend, so that was really lovely to get to see her. It's been since Christmas since she was home, so it's been really um, special having her here this weekend. So I enjoyed that. I hope you got to do something enjoyable this weekend, and I hope you're taking advantage of the beautiful weather that we are having. Um, Today is an exciting episode. It's a two-part episode. It is an interview with my lovely, lovely friend, Connie Prechilla. And I just love her. And I have known her for a while. We were in the same um, program together in a business container. And I really got to know her well. And we just got to be fast friends. So Connie Prechula is the menopause navigator and holistic wellness strategist. She creates bespoke and impactful health and wellness experiences to empower women to put themselves first so they can live their most vibrant and vivacious life after 50. At age 44, Connie was 30 pounds overweight, depressed, exhausted, and unhealthy. It took her another nine years to start to get serious about her health and living a life fueled by her goals and dreams, not someone else's. Connie's wake-up call was when her body was in pain 24-7. She was terrified about what her future life would be. And after 34 years in the corporate world, she left to follow her passion for nutrition. She still had so much she wanted to do and experience. Connie works one-on-one with a select group of women to help them create the life they always dreamed of after 50. Connie inspires women through living her best life authentically. I wanted to introduce her because she has such um, an interesting story as she was learning about what I was doing in my world, um, sex positivity and normalizing ethical non-monogamy, she shared with me that she had been involved in a polyamorous relationship before, and that was new to her, and she really had some great moments, and um, it was a good experience, even though it had some difficulties. It was it was a great experience and eye-opening for her and she enjoyed a lot of parts of it. So she's been wanting to kind of share that experience with me and I've been wanting to know more about it because we've never really got to dig into it. So what I've done 
today with this interview is I have let her tell her story and then I've interjected with some um, explanations of different things so it can be educational. You can learn terminology and things like that um, when it comes to the polyamory world and and non-monogamy to give you a better understanding. And because of the length of the interview, I'm going to cut it in two. So there's going to be, it's going to be a two-part um, two-part podcast. So you'll have to stick around and come and listen next week to hear that rest of the interview, which is fascinating. Um, but this first half, um, we're going to hear about her story and where she goes. And when we leave off, it might be a little bit of a cliffhanger. I'm not sure, but I think you'll want to hear the rest. Um, and then next week, um, I will tell you more about that, but I will be talking with her and sort of unpacking the experience for her and kind of mentoring her, coaching her through what happened and why and and maybe how things could have been different. And that way we can learn from the experience and she can learn from the experience and realize that even if things aren't perfect, we can learn from them and we can always be more ethical and we can do things more honestly, ethically, and more beautifully. So that is my goal is to help you guys learn something from this situation and get the most that you can out of what she experienced. So I'm going to um, come back after this little break and you're going to hear the interview. I will go ahead and put all the links in the show notes for you um, so that you can reach her if you'd like to get in contact with her. Please enjoy this interview as I talk with my beautiful friend, Connie, and we just have um, just an eye-opening conversation, a learning conversation, and I hope you get a lot out of it. Stay tuned for Freedom and Red Flags. Love you all. See you soon. Please visit our website at www.breakingfreeauthentically.com and subscribe to our mailing list so you never miss an episode. Be sure to leave a review on Podchaser by clicking the link at the top of the page. That would mean the world to me. Finally, I'd love for you to join Breaking Free Authentically, our private sex-positive relationship community on Facebook. All the links will be posted in the show notes. Enjoy the show. Hello, Connie. How are you? I'm great, Corrine. How are you? Good. It's so good to see you. Yeah. Uh, great to we've, see you we've known each other for, I would say, like almost a couple years now. I think close to a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Almost two years. That's crazy. Um, and we've like seen each other grow and go through so many things, ups and downs, <laughs> just being entrepreneurs and learning so much about ourselves. Because isn't entrepreneurship just a self-growth business? Like it has nothing to do with other people. It's just your own personal growth sometimes. It, it to it totally, totally, totally. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyways, well, we have grown and we have um, grown together as friends as well. And so um I thought it would be really nice to have a conversation with you because I know that you've you've had some experience in this world 
mm-hmm. um, of ethical non-monogamy. And you had a good experience from what I, I remember. Parts of it were really good and parts of it were difficult. And 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 from what I gather, you want to understand a little bit more how to maybe avoid some of that and and what happened in some some of that situation. So I would be happy to look at that with you. Um, but before we get into it, I would love to know, I would love for you to tell my listeners who you are and what you do because you do some amazing work. I love what you do. Thank you. Um, yes. So, uh, gosh, it's, um, six years ago now that I graduated. Um, so I took a big life change at 52, left the corporate world and decided to, uh, go back to school and study nutrition. Mm. So I graduated as a certified nutritional practitioner. That's sort of my official designation. Um, but as you know, when you become an entrepreneur and you're working with clients, you realize that it's there's so much much more depth to it, right? And I realized that it wasn't just about nutrition, that I really needed to understand my clients. So I work with women 50 plus. And um, basically, I want them to put themselves first. You know, Mm -hmm. they've spent their lives putting everybody else first, the career, all that kind of stuff. And they just, they come to a point where, and menopause is probably somewhat of the catalyst, Mm -hmm. um, but they just, they come to this point and they go, have I hit the point of no return? Will I always feel like crap? (laughs) You know, is this like, is it true? It's downhill from here. And I want women to know that, no, it's not downhill, that our bodies are amazing, that I can help them. Um, I always say, I want you to live your most vivacious life. I love that word vivacious. Yeah, I do too. It means so many things, right? Um, And, you know, the other part that I really uh, realized when I started working with women was they needed somebody to listen. Um, and yeah, it's so interesting because you go to your hairstylist or your esthetician or whatever, and you're having conversations about food and vitamins and supplements and all that kind of stuff. And, oh, what do you do? What do you do? And, and I thought, gosh, I don't want my clients asking their esthetician for nutrition (laughs) advice. (laughs) And so that's where I started to say to my clients, look, no topic is out of bounds, Mm-hmm. And I'd say, I mean, I don't know, I've had a lot of experiences in life. And I always tell my clients, you know, you can talk about anything, you can ask me anything. Um, so yeah, so that's my moniker is also the um, menopause navigator. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I either go by my name, Connie Pertula or menopause navigator. But um, yeah, just uh you know, and and I also I don't hang on my title as certified nutritional practitioner anymore. I call myself a holistic wellness strategist mm-hmm. because it really is a strategy, right? All the yeah. things that we're looking at and putting together, um, it it is a strategy of how we're going to apply it. And there's so many things that need to be looked at. Sometimes it's overwhelming, so we break it down and and we make it simple, but. But more than anything, I always like to use myself as the guinea pig or 
um, or share experiences that I've had. So to make them comfortable and also know that they can talk to me about anything. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's a little bit about about me. (laughs) Lovely. Well, and that's one of the reasons I love you is I think that, well, you're a wonderful person for one, and you've been so supportive and you've I, we just clicked and we're both Canadians. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> when we were in the same container where there weren't very many Canadians, so we just like yeah. clicked that way. But um, even though like we're different ages and uh, different kind of lives that we've been living, we have an intersection of sort of sex positivity as part of our world. But more than that, your business and my business really follow the same kind of pattern, really. So like you say, put yourself first. And I talk about authenticity and being your true self. And and both of those things for health after 50 or having healthy, thriving relationships, it has to be about loving yourself first, right? Totally. Loving yourself and, and being confident in who you are, validating yourself just for who you are and being who you are and honoring your authenticity in all of its forms, whether it's quote unquote sexual deviant or whether it's however you want to eat or or whatever, but don't put judgments on what it is that you want in life and and how you want to live. And then the strategist parts, like for me, I'm a sex positive relationship designer, but really it's a strategist as well. Right. And my, I strategize and how do we get you to be your full potential authentic self? But how do we also get you to be that and live the life that you want and and potentially keep the life that you have that you love and not have to, you know, how how do you come to a spouse for instance when you're like I have just discovered that I have these other things in me that I'm a very sexual person and, and I've just (laughs) unleashed the Kraken in my, my body and come to so much awareness. But now you're scared because you don't know what that means. Like, how do we make that work? How do we present that kind of awareness to our partners and, and grow together without freaking each other out? These are part of the things that I do, right? It's just like helping people to understand how to make those shifts in your programming and and how to shift how we think about relationships. You're like, how do we shift our, our programming on how we think about food and exercise and age and how women see themselves after 50? It's not a downhill slide after 50, right? Over the hill. That's what we we are programmed to think. But like you are such an example of living your best life. So let's go back to, I'm curious, when you had this experience that we're going to talk about, how old were you then? Uh, 57. See, after 50. (laughs) Okay. So why don't you tell, share as much as you would like, but share a bit of the background and, and the story. So then we can unpack it a little bit. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, yeah. So it was um, summertime and uh, met this uh, man. I was out at a summer concert 
and met this man. And, you know, we kind of really hit it off, great conversation and stuff. And he said, you know, I'd like to stay in touch and said, okay, sure. Uh, So I think, you know, I don't know if it was the next night or the night after we went out for dinner and he uh, told me within about five minutes of sitting down at the table that um, he was in the lifestyle and Mm -hmm. that he was also poly. He'd been in the lifestyle, I think at that point, maybe about 27 years and Polly was sort of newer, probably within the last uh, maybe, you know, five years or so. And for me, it was, I, I mean, it, I didn't even expect that, mm-hmm. you know. So I was sitting there and he looked at me and he said, well, you're not running from the table. <laughs> and I looked at him and I said, I appreciate you being so open and honest. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you didn't have to share that. You could have waited a while, but I appreciate you being so open and honest. Um, And he said, so what do you know about this life? And I said, well, I mean, I know, you know, I guess descriptions of what Polly is. I'm, I'm, you know, aware of lifestyle. I've never participated in it. I don't think I'd ever been with anybody that was in lifestyle, but I knew people that were in, mm-hmm. in the lifestyle. And, uh, you know, so he kind of explained his, uh, you know, situation with his wife and, uh, and I was curious. I just thought, you know, I've always heard about this world and I knew people that were involved. So I was curious. So I decided to, uh, continue seeing him. Can I ask you something about where you were, what you were looking for in life at that point? Is that relevant? Uh, that might be. Yeah, probably a little bit relevant. Uh, I had ended a relationship earlier that year, um, a relationship that I'd been in for 18 months. And uh, one of the reasons I ended it was because what he wanted and what I wanted were two very different things. Okay. And I I just said to him, I said, look, I, I'm just going to get frustrated with you because you want something different than what I want. I I was looking for that relationship of living with the person that I love. Mm-hmm. And he had come to a decision that he didn't want to live with mm-hmm. anybody again. So I guess, you know, I was probably a little, mm, I don't know, probably a little guarded and, and maybe not ready to go into a full romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. So that's why when he told me that, you know, he was poly and in the lifestyle, I thought, okay, well, you know what, this, this might be okay for a while. Like, um, I don't know if I'm really ready to like totally get, get into a full blown romantic heavy duty relationship. So mm-hmm. yeah. So my curiosity and, uh, I guess not having maybe the typical, as they call it, what is it? The escalator relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that wasn't what I was really looking for at that time. Just to define the escalator just briefly, but the relationship escalator is the concept that, you know, you find someone, you know, get engaged, get married, have kids, buy the house, you know, grow old together. It's that kind of progression that 
there's certain things that you do and, you know, you move in together as one of them, you share your finances. Like there is a sort of a, a societal norm. Oh, so when are you going to get married? Oh, are you going to have kids? You know, it's the questions everybody asks. Um, totally. And so the idea of the relationship escalator is that you can get off on any level that you would like. You don't have to go all the way up the relationship escalator. So that's what that's what she's referring to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's even very typical with um, people who are older. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's still very typical of I see women that I know that are 50 and it's like, well, I need to find a boyfriend and then we're going to move in together and then we're going to, you know, do this. So it, it, that, that societal thinking or programming mm-hmm. is very prevalent regardless of age. Although I do hear more often about together living apart. Mm. So sometimes uh, people who are a little bit older, they do make the decision to still have their separate domiciles, mm-hmm. although they are you know, together. And that, and the person that I'd broken up with, that's what he wanted. You know, he he wanted to still have me in his life, see him on the weekends, but we have our separate places. Mm -hmm. That wasn't what I wanted. Yeah. yeah. And that, and that's totally appropriate. I'm curious, um, did you have any guilt or pressure that was part of your programming for wanting that? Or is that really what you wanted? Or did you feel like, oh, it's time. Like, I, I really should be at this stage by now. Yeah. Um, no, it's just something that I really want in my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, absolutely. When I was younger, totally, you know, and, you know, it, it sounds weird, but back in 1980, <laughs> when I was, 18 years old, mm-hmm. uh, it was very common for women my age to be engaged and have their wedding planned and everything. Yep. And, and I wasn't. And a lot of my friends are like, Connie, you're going to miss out. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay, I better get on this bandwagon. So <laughs> definitely that that was my programming when I was younger. Yeah. But then as I've aged, it is more of... Um, yeah, I do want that person that I will grow old with. Um, but my ideas of of what the relationship looks like and stuff is is so different. I would um, imagine that the reason you want to live with someone and and have a companion is very different than what you would have wanted early earlier, right? Totally. Yeah. From totally. a- from our talks and what you teach, right? So it's like, yes. it's not that you want someone because you feel so alone and that you don't want to be alone forever and you want them to meet your needs. It's that you literally just want a companion to enjoy life with and oh, having yeah. two whole people come together, right? It, um, oh, you totally, totally. And, th- and that's the interesting part as well, too, is finding that partner and i you know i consider myself heterosexual mm-hmm. but finding that that partner that um yeah just wants to go deeper in life yeah you know um and deeper in what we're experiencing together and i'm reading this really amazing book this is a little off topic but i'm really reading this really amazing book about the menopausal woman and tantric sex mm. and 
And it's like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> this is what I've been feeling. This is oh, what it I- is such an amazing practice. There's such cool things with tantric. Yeah. yeah. Tantric, the learning tantric was very, very life changing for me. Um, and I have way more to learn, but the start of that, like started so many shifts for me in my life, which is a really big part of my journey and where, why I'm, where I am today. But, um, but that's a talk for another day. So yeah. we'll get back to, okay. So you were on this date and he was yeah. honest with you and you appreciated that honesty Yeah. and take us to the next step where to go from there. Yeah. So it was kind of cute because he was he was pretty smitten by me and wanted to, you know, see me more often. It was also kind of cool because his office was literally right across the street, a block down. Um, so easy for us to meet up. Uh, you know, we go for lunch. Is that from your office or from your home? Like from where I live. I work from home. Okay. But okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so we were in close proximity. Um, but yeah, he was just, you know, he was really sweet um, as far as like the early courting process of, hey, you want to go for coffee? Um, gee, uh, I haven't had dinner. You know, um, you know, we had a few beach picnics. So he really was very sweet from the courting process. And I thought, oh, this is kind of cool. You know, I like this. Um, are, you, are you familiar with the term NRE? NRE, no. So NRE is new relationship energy. Ah, okay. And so this is what happens at the beginning of every new relationship. It's like so fun and the hormones, the connecting hormones come out from hiding and and you want to spend a lot of time with your partner and it's very exciting. Um, And yeah, so you can't get enough of your partner at that beginning. So NRE can last anywhere from like – you know, a year to two years. Usually it's starting to fade off around 18 months. Uh, it's kind of the natural progression, depending on how often you see each other and things like that. Um, so anyways, I wanted to throw that in there because I think yeah. that's important. That, that's what was happening. That's typical NRE. Okay. So yeah. picnics. Yeah, ex- exactly. Um, you know, so it, it, uh, I guess, you know, I'm, like I said, I was 57 years old. It's not like, oh, you know, we have to date for so long before I'm going to have sex. Like I, I'm right. not that kind of person. If if I feel it, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm 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 going to get sexual with that person, get intimate with that person. So it wasn't too long, and the NRE was probably you know pulling Helping things out. along. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and uh, it, at first, you know, it's kind of like. You know, I'm not sure about this sexual style. Um, and I thought, well, you know, maybe his maybe his sexual style is a little different because he's in the lifestyle. And and he was, you know, explaining a lot about the clubs and the mm-hmm. different um functions and stuff that him and his wife would go to. Um, you know, so I was learning a bit more about that kind of stuff. He talked to me about some of it, and I said, mm, I'm not really ready for that kind of stuff yet. Mm-hmm. I need to get to know you better before I'd be willing to go into that. I said, if we did go, I'd very much just be standing back and observing. I, I wouldn't feel comfortable being engaged in that. So he was totally cool. So about that. In particular, are you talking about like the sex club? Yes. Okay. 
yeah. So the club. Yeah. And was it an on-premises club? Do you know? Yes. Okay. Yes. So yes. play was involved. Sexual play could be a possibility at the club. Yeah. Um, what? Just out of curiosity, what was your impression in your mind of what the club was going to be like or what you thought? Um. You know, it, it's funny because you kind of get get these images in your mind when somebody is talking, right? So I kind of see this, um, you know, uh, place with like, you know, dimmed lights and all these rooms that, you know, people are getting together in and, and you know, lots of, um, uh, I guess, you know, people dressed very sexual, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah, I I had all all of sort of my own images of the things, and and we did go to a club, but I'll I'll leave that yep, for a yep. little later on. But um, yeah, I guess I I think that for me there was there was a real nervousness of of how mm, how do I fit into this? You yeah, know, like uh, you know, am, am I going to have like all these men approaching me, and yeah. I'm going to be like, oh my god do did you feel like there might be an expectation of you totally okay yeah yeah and and i'm asking because i hold empowered newbie exclusive vip experiences at the club that i attend uh one of the clubs i attend and i find that the clients who come to that they're like so afraid and they almost don't even want to talk they don't want to show up in the private group (laughs) they're just too afraid of what people might think of them or anything. And like, well, I had one person ask, you know, am I going to have to, do I need to bring a towel? Am I going to have to take my clothes off when I come in the door? And I was like, no, 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 no. It's like, it's like a regular club. It's like fun people. People are dressed just, you're going to get a really good, sexy vibe, confident people, people dress a little sexy, but like, if you never want to go past the doors of the club into the back, you never have to. Like nobody is going to make you do anything sexual. You just get to be and it's pretty normal. But people are blown away and they're like, oh, my gosh, it's not at all what I thought it would be. I'm like, I just want you to come and see because it's like just a really fun environment. And there's no expectation. It's a very respected environment. Like women are very respected in that environment. And it's very this is a big etiquette and and rules and and ways to to behave um so that it is a pleasant non-pressure experience for everybody yeah okay so i just want to interject because i feel like this is educational as well right so totally so understanding some of this stuff helps to kind of navigate the way and and you know if he had said hey the club that i go to they have this thing you know, it's all about an orientation, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. That would have made me feel better yeah. about it. Then, then that would have heightened my curiosity. Of, oh, okay. Well, maybe I would like to go to a club since mm-hmm. I've got somebody that I know that, um, you know, can answer my questions and and explain more to me. Um, because again, a man, man's take and a woman's take is going to be completely different as to what yeah. the clubs are like, right? So, um. So yeah, so we just continued seeing each other, and then uh, he told me he was going to Burning Man, mm. and he said, "Have you ever been?" I said, "No." Uh, my nephew, you know, had gone to Burning Man, so I I was totally aware of Burning Man, more or less what it was about. 
And about a week later, all of a sudden a ticket became available. So he's like, do you want to go to Burning Man with me? And I'm like, yeah. So for people who don't know what Burning Man is, (laughs) um, it's this huge gathering. And most people who are like regular Burning Man people, they won't call it a festival. It is a gathering in the Nevada Nevada desert. Uh, Literally nothing in the Nevada desert. And then when I went, there was 85,000 people Um, and they build streets. They have all kinds of things. There's nothing for sale. Uh, Nothing is about bartering. If you need something, uh, people will gift it to you. So if you've run out of shampoo or whatever, people will gift it to you. Um, It. And what's interesting is, is when we went to Burning Man together, uh, there was a camp right across from our camp because we stayed in a camp. There was 30 of us. So it just makes it easier cooking meals, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You've got more access to amenities within your camp. But the camp across from us had uh, somebody talking about polyamory, talking about the lifestyle, mm. all that kind of stuff. And so, um, you know, he said to me, you should go to some of these things. And I said, absolutely. Like, I'm completely open to going to them. I'd, I'd love to learn more from somebody else's perspective. Yeah. Um. So Burning Man was a whole uh, amazing experience because it's a, it is about really being open. You know, if you don't want to wear clothes, you don't have to wear clothes. If, you know, you can dress up however you want. And that for me was also very freeing. I love that, you know, Mm. that I could just show up however I wanted. Um, And it was just before we went to Burning Man that all of a sudden I started to find out about this other lover in his life. So that was the one thing. So you knew about the wife? I knew about the wife. But you didn't know about this other lover. You didn't know about the lover. Yeah. So that was, so now the confusion starts. Because it's like, okay, you're really open about this part, but now you're putting this on me. So um, at first, I didn't know how to react to that. Um, I, because I guess I felt a little bit like, why Why didn't you tell me about this person in the beginning? Okay, that's mm-hmm. cool. Like you're polyamorous. I get it. Your lifestyle, I get it. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's going to be other people coming in. But this is somebody you've been seeing for five years. That seemed to me like it should have been an important component. Um, And, you know, one of the things that he brought up early on is he says, I want you to understand and learn about compersion. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I've never heard of this word. Yeah. You know, so looked it up, started reading as much as I could on it. And what was really cool was when I was at Burning Man, um, this person that was giving these talks was talking about compersion. So it's okay, great. I can learn more about this. And I found out that his lover was very jealous of me going. So bef- before that. you say that, can you tell us a little bit what you learned about compersion? So what yeah. was your understanding of compersion at that point? So my understanding of compersion compersion and jealousy don't go together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they're they're kind of opposite. So compersion is, you know, being happy for what the other person is experiencing. Um and and it and it did take me a little while, but then it was like, 
oh, okay, so that means on the weekends when he's going to be with his other lover, I'm happy for him that he's going to spend time with her because he enjoys spending time with her. He has a different life experience with her than he does with me. Mm-hmm. And so it it took me a while to get over some of that, I guess, sort of that typical relationship kind of jealousy, right? Mm-hmm. That That, again, society teaches us to be jealous of somebody or not teaches us, but I mean, it's, it, it, it's an influence on us, right? That jealousy is kind of that natural thing. Yeah. And I, I did a podcast about this a little while ago and often jealousy is equated with love in our society. Like if you're not jealous, you don't love me enough. And so a lot of people get that really confusing. It becomes very toxic, but um, yeah, I do want to come back to this compersion thing just a little bit. I do want to look at it. Um, thank you for, for explaining how you see that and what you were taught about it. Um, cause that's going to come back up. Okay. So, okay. So now she was, you're, you're finding out that she actually was struggling with jealousy. Yes. Yeah. So I found out that she was struggling with jealousy and that I had to be very, um, What's the right word? I guess I just had to be very compassionate towards her jealousy because, you know, of course, his wife was very used to the lifestyle. But, you know, this was kind of the first time somebody was coming in that he really kind of meshed with that looked like it would be a regular part of the of his lifestyle of of the overall relationship dynamic. And so he said, I need to be really compassionate to her because she was, you know, this is kind of the first time somebody's coming into her sort of realm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, but if you're part of the lifestyle, if you're poly, and he said, well, okay, no, let's get this straight. She's not poly. She's chosen to have one partner even though we go to the sex clubs and stuff, she's chosen to just have one partner, which is him. And I'm like, okay, well, that's sort of similar to me because I wasn't interested in having multiple relationships beyond him. I was happy to just, you know, be monogamous to, to him. Um, and I thought, okay, but I'm, I'm, I'm the new person here. Like, should somebody be <laughs> compassionate to me? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm learning, and I'm, you know, and I felt like I was on a fast track of learning. Yeah. Um. So, th- okay, that's fine. You know. All right. I'll, I'll work this all out in my head, and, and most definitely, I mean, the, the different things that I was able to attend at Burning Man to help me understand this, and different people that I talked to. There were people in our camp that were part of lifestyle that were poly. So I had a lot of really good conversations to 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 learn as as much as I could as quickly as possible, mm-hmm. um, because I was I was enjoying what we had. Um, mm-hmm. It was it was fun. It was exciting. It was, um, you know, I guess it had that little bit of naughtiness to it because, you know, most novelty. I, it, it, a novelty and most people look at me initially and they think oh she's pretty straight lady she's very conservative and it's like mm, you got me wrong <laughs> we have them full don't we Connie 
<laughs> totally. So it's like if my friends only knew what I was I know, doing, right? It's like this dirty little secret, but it's not a dirty little secret. It's a amazing secret. Um, and unfortunately, it has to be a secret for a lot of us, right? Um, less so for me now, which has been actually very, very freeing and and exciting. But um, just to recap a little bit, so you're talking about a monopoly situation. So it's referred to as monopoly, monopoly, you know, monopoly. Um, And so that's when one partner chooses to stay monogamous, um, but is accepting of their partner being polyamorous. So it sounds like he was tending to choose new people right that were monogamous and yeah. sort of convert them to polyamory which is a very very difficult thing to do and not always i'm going to say not always ethical um because unless you're prepared to be really honest about that and patient and kind it's going to it could potentially have a, a lot of difficulty with it as we're seeing. Okay. Yeah. So you loved what you were learning at Burning Man. And just just if you could use one word to describe Burning Man, what would it be in terms of how you felt? Free. Just, yeah, free. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I loved going out wearing hardly anything. Right? <laughs> you know, I like, don't understand like, that. It is just Yeah. Yeah. You know, that was the that was the amazing part was and um it well, I mean, you know, they don't have showers there. Camps mm. make their own makeshift showers and we literally you know those black bags that you fill with water and you put them in the sun to heat up yeah we had one of those hanging from a post (laughs) and we had a little kiddie pool below (laughs) you know that's how you showered and there was no curtain around you know it's like I'm dusty I'm sweaty (laughs) you know I want to freshen up a little bit and so yeah you're you know out there having a shower people are walking by shower yeah exactly So it was just, it was such an amazing experience. And, and the other part that was so cool was seeing people like all shapes, all sizes, all colors, um, all sexual orientations. Mm. And they're just allowed to be themselves there. Like, yeah. And that, I mean, I I get shivers talking about it because, you know, for me, I'd never had that level of freedom yet. It was something I wanted to express. Yeah, I'd been to a couple of nude beaches before that, but it 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 was so cool to just be amongst people. And you know, I cooked dinner for everybody one night topless. <laughs> I wouldn't do that at home, <laughs> right? Um, so that was that was a lot of fun. Just to yeah, just. I could show up however I wanted. Yeah. So I love that freedom. Yeah. yeah. I just find it, it's so empowering. And that's oh. why I talk about sort of like the third dynamic of like, so if you have a Venn diagrams of, of authenticity, for me, it's like self-love, sex positivity, and then community. Yeah. Right? Because 
Self-love means you don't judge yourself. Yeah. Sex love and, and sex positivity means you're no longer shaming and guilting yourself for like your sexuality or your desires or your pleasure or or yourself, right? Like so, and then sex positivity and community means that you're not judging other people. And there's it just feels so free and you can just be and and really be accepted into a community. And then like where the community and self-love you know, collide is that the community doesn't judge you, right? Like you don't feel judged by the community. And so you can thrive and continue to love yourself in this this beautiful circle that goes around. And so to me, like the, the goal is to help people experience the community. And for, it's not about sex. Positivity is not about sex, like cooking topless it's not about sex. No, not at all. It's about freedom. It's about being who you are and nobody judging you for that and just get feeling empowered in, in all of your uniqueness, <laughs> your yeah. uniqueness and your beauty. And um, if that means owning your sexuality or owning your sexiness and just like being proud of that and walking around proudly, like it's just such a beautiful environment. And like, yeah. I've never been to Burning Man, but I've been to several events here in the area because um, in Southern Ontario, there's quite a big um, lifestyle community and poly community and stuff. And so it's just such a wonderful group of people and you just feel so wonderful, you know, camping events or things like that. I mean, I still don't have tan lines this summer, <laughs> you know, because I just get to be with my people and I just get to be myself. It's like such a relief from, you know, how I grew up just having to be a certain way, told what to eat, what to do, what to say, what to believe. Da, 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 da. So all of a sudden you break free and you're like, what? Everybody can have their own thoughts. What? Everybody can have their own opinions. We don't have to agree. What? What is this? What is this? It's crazy. Right. And, and, and that has nothing to do with the nudity. Like, that's another element, you know, and then you just keep adding on elements of authenticity on top of things. And you're like, wow, I mean, does this get any better? Just, just this like beauty of, of life getting to be whatever it is with no judgment is just such an experience. I think everyone should get to experience at least once just oh. to be, you know, wrapped up in that kind of freedom is just incredible, which is why to me, breaking free authentically is what it's all about, you know, because it just opens the doors to everything. So your relationships, everything. Okay, carry on. I'm getting excited here. No worries. No worries. Um, one of the things I should add, on our way down to Burning Man, we went to a club in Seattle. This is a club that he's attended many times. He was a member. Um, so this was my first foray into a club. So we had been seeing each other at that point. Mm, about a month, maybe six weeks. Okay. Um, so I didn't know what to expect to go to this club. And he said, look, he said, there's going to be a person at the beginning that will tell you all the rules, all that kind of stuff. He said, it's clean. It's not cheesy. It's a good club. Okay. So I was impressed. They do. They make you watch a video. Um they answer any questions that you might have. It is very clean. It's very, I don't want to use the word professional, but 
you know, as professional as it can yeah, be. Yeah. No, I mean, you can absolutely say professional. I don't know why we feel like we have to yeah. take the word professional and, and sex. Yeah. Like, why can't they go together? But they absolutely can go together. Yes. Very professional. Yeah. The club that I'm involved in, very professional. Yeah. It, High class, classy people. Like it is top notch. Yeah, exactly. So it made me feel very comfortable. Um, so, you know, then uh, we went into the play area and uh, I said to him, look, like, don't put me into any situations, <laughs> you know, just I'm I'm here. I don't know how involved I'll be, but please let me just get comfortable with this. And he was totally cool with that. Like he wasn't the kind of, oh, I want you to do this. I want you to do right. that. Like totally cool with that. And uh, so we went, you know, we walked around and of course they talked about, you know, don't be a creeper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, don't be staring. Like it's one thing to observe, but don't be creeping on people. So that was interesting as well too, because again, that's, you know, when you're put in a new situation, it's mm -hmm. kind of like, what are they doing? You know, like you're not going to do stuff like that. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so we went into a room that was, uh, you know, multiple couples and we found a spot for the two of us. And uh, I just kind of allowed myself to feel the energy of the room, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and then we, we got intimate and then, you know, we went into another room um, and what was really interesting is there's this one bed that is for people to actually observe. And, and by the end of the evening, I said to him, I said, I want to be there. And he says, you realize other people are specifically going to be watching you. Like, this is what mm. this is for. And I said, yeah, I'm okay with that because you've shown me that this is safe and I'm safe with you. So I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so it was like, you know, I, I, again, definitely on the fast track. Right? Yeah. So did you, are you aware of what the terminology is for, for some of that? No, I'm not. Okay. So if, I'll, I, if I knew it, I've forgotten it. <laughs> okay. So I'll just let people in. So um, being in the lifestyle or a swinger, so this is a swingers club, lifestyle club, sex club. Those are kind of all synonymous. Um, not necessarily polyamorous. So polyamorous people can be swingers. Sometimes they are and they cross over. Um, but typically polyamory is not swinging. Right. Okay. And swinging is not polyamory. And the di the biggest difference is emotional connection. Okay. Okay. So in swingers, so at a, a sex club, it's not about emotional connection with people. It's about um you know, sexual vibe and connecting with your partner and connecting with other people, but in sort of a more sexy way. So the, the, the focus is more predominantly on sex and sexiness okay. does not mean that you have to have sex with other people. So you can still be a swinger or in the lifestyle and you can be a voyeur and a voyeur is someone who enjoys watching, right? You can be an exhibitionist still only with your partner you can be having sex with your partner and other people are observing you and your partner. Again, you never have to interact with other couples or other people sexually. Oh, okay. And you're absolutely still in the lifestyle. Okay. Um, and then you can be soft swap, which is you might swap partners or not swap, but it, you might swap, you might engage with other partners, but 
it stops before intercourse. So no intercourse, soft swap would be oral or touching or petting, whatever. Um, so anything before intercourse and then full swap would be a full intercourse swap with other couples or wow. other people. And some people prefer threesomes, some like, uh, you know, foursomes and a lot of people like orgies. Sometimes there's an orgy room, uh, but it's not all orgies. I do not like orgies. Most people think host swingers and orgies. It's not, it's not all about that at all. So just to give you a perspective that there are many different levels and it, it is for sure what you want to create. And there are a lot of times that couples are there for them, right. simply for them. They do not have to play with other people. That is not a rule <laughs> at yeah. all. You can play with only your partner and be within the excitement of the vibe and it can bring you together. And then you take that energy and go crazy for each other. It really can spice up a relationship. Even if you never, ever want to have sex with other people outside of your marriage or your relationship or your partnership. Okay. So I think that's really important to define as we're going through this. Cause a lot of people will go, Oh, I have to play with other people or that's the point. It's not, it's right. not, it's the vibe. It's yeah. the vibe. And, and, and that's what I thought. So, so I did, I, I, you know, we stayed monogamous to each other while mm -hmm. we were at the club and, but yeah, the vibe was really cool. And that's where we're going to leave off today. I know that you're dying to find out what happens, but you're going to have to come back next week. But isn't that a great story so far? Um, it's exciting to hear her experience at Burning Man and just the freedom that she felt and the freedom that she felt at the sex club. Uh, we're going to finish off that bit of story and move on to um, what happened with the relationship after Burning Man and... Um, what we can learn from from it all. So stay tuned for next week's episode of Freedom and Red Flags Part 2. And we're going to talk a little bit more about the red flags. Uh, this week was a little bit more about the freedom. So have a wonderful week. Remember, when it comes to sex positivity, authenticity is the key. I love you. Be authentic. Live your life empowered. Mwah. Bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Kareen Bedard Coaching, and you can visit my website at kareenbedard.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like and share it with your friends. I'd be so grateful if you could help by giving us a five-star review on Podchaser or iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe to our mailing list to be kept up to date about upcoming episodes and exciting news. Just visit our website at breakingfreeauthentically.com and scroll down to subscribe. You can also email me anytime. I'd love to hear from you. Send your messages and questions to kareen at kareenbedard.com. Are you a part of my Facebook community yet? Join us in Breaking Free Authentically. It's where you will find this sex-positive relationship community. I'd be thrilled to have you be a part of this community with me. All the links will be in the show notes, so don't forget to check it out. Remember, when it comes to sex positivity, authenticity is the key. Have a great week.